0: The Forum at Eight on SAFM. Nine minutes after eight, you're listening to the special edition of The Forum at Eight with me, Darshan Mudley. We're coming to you live from the Nelson Mandela Amphitheatre where the public will now have an opportunity on day two to walk past and pay their respects to the body of Nelson Mandela. But what's the significance of a leader lying in state? The former president is the first South African to have his body lying in state at these union buildings in Pretoria, his body being housed exactly at the site of where his inauguration took place. It's a concept which dates back to pre-Christian times, really to show the public that a leader had passed away. Yesterday, members of the public were given this opportunity to view Madiba's body lying in state at the Nelson Mandela Amphitheater. They'll do so again today and tomorrow. On the forum this morning, we're asking our guests, what is the significance? Of a body lying in state. But as we said, there are a number of members of the public who are already here gathering from the early hours of this morning. Some who we spoke to during AM Live who had even spent the night at the Union Buildings on the lawns just so that they could be the first person in the queue. And currently we can see the public lining up and uh, about to pay their respects to Nelson Mandela as uh, they walk through the marquee, which houses the Black Coffin. Uh, which uh, has uh, wooden handles as well, and, of course, uh, members of the public paying their last respects there. Let's talk to some of them now. We've got, from Emma Lathleni, Victoria Molozzi, who's uh, on her way towards uh, paying her respects to Nelson Mandela. Victoria, good morning. Good morning. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you came not so far away. You, you only had to come from Emma Lathleni. How was your morning?
1: No, actually, I'm from Rustenburg. Oh, you're from, <laughs> I'm from Rustenburg. Rustenburg.
0: Okay, so yeah. a bit of a further drive then. How, how was your morning how getting you here? Mind? What time did you start?
1: Uh, we started, we came here at about 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, so we had to wake up very early.
0: And and how did you prepare for this day? I mean, what, what are you wearing, for example?
1: Um, I'm wearing a black dress uh, with a jacket because uh, out of uh, respect, I uh, decided to wear a black dress and, yeah, a jacket.
0: W- was that important for you?
1: Yes, it was important.
0: W- why? Why do you say that?
1: Because, uh, well, my culture, when it's viewing of um, somebody who, who has passed on, you need to show respect, so you need to wear something which is you cover your shoulders and you wear a black, well, something black, out of form of respect.
0: So, who who else came with you this morning, Victoria? At four o'clock this morning, when you left Rostenburg.
1: Yes, I'm with, uh, actually, I'm with a colleague, I'm with Ocean, and I'm with Happy, and I'm with Anke.
0: And so you, you left at 4 o'clock this morning. Did you use the park and ride facilities?
1: Um, no, because we were so early, we didn't use the park and ride. We actually parked nearby where there was no traffic, so we just parked by and we just walked over.
0: Okay, Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. Victor Mwalotzi joining us from Rustenburg this morning as she left at four o'clock this morning to make it through here and avoid the queues. Let's talk to uh, someone else who came from much further, Paul Adjumani, on the way from the Ivory Coast. Paul, is that right?
1: Yes. Oh, hold up.
0: Hello. Hi, Paul. Good morning. How are you? Uh,
2: I'm fine. And you?
0: Good, thank you. We understand you're from the Ivory Coast. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes, I'm from Africa.
0: So, why did you decide to come here today?
2: Um, I, decided, uh, I decided to come here because you know I just want to pay uh, a last respect to uh, Madiba. You know, she's like uh, the grandf- uh, the grandfather like of everybody. I mean, all Africans in in the world. So, uh, since I've been to South Africa, I
1: mean, it's uh, the the least that I can do in the term.
0: And, and what are you wearing today, Paul? Uh, sorry. What are you wearing today? Because, you know, many people have been talking about, you know, what, what choice of attire they have when they come to view the body of Nelson Mandela. I'm, I'm curious, what are you wearing this morning?
1: Oh, um, uh, just, just a, uh, a white shirt, a uh, charger and a uh, formal shirt, you know. But I'm holding the South African flag, definitely. Mm.
0: Paul Ajimane, yes, thank definitely. you thank you very much oh, for thank you very you. much uh, thank okay. you very much God bless you I appreciate your time this morning
2: Okay.
0: I, th- I think next okay. up we're, we're joining Paul and Victoria we've also got uh, Happy and Corbeni who's uh, going to be talking to us Happy uh, are you on the line there uh, okay uh, uh, I'm going to
2: get Happy
0: okay thank you Paul
1: hello
0: hi Happy how are you
1: I'm good and you sir
0: good thank you Happy you came from Atleni, is that right Yes. And and how was your trip into uh, Pretoria this morning?
1: It was an experience I will never forget. It's the most memorable and emotional experience.
0: Why? What made it so? Sorry? What, what made it so memorable of an experience?
1: Because this day will be engraved in our hearts forever.
0: Did, do you see any children with you? Uh, you know, did you bring any children with you, or do you see any other children in the? Yes,
1: store? yes, we brought two kids, Etiquet
0: and And how old are they?
1: They are so excited. I don't know if they will ever explain when they are eighteen to their friends what this day means to them.
0: Uh, how how old are your two children right now?
1: is nine and Atish is three.
0: So why, why was it important to bring the children with you, Happy?
1: Because Mr. Madeva likes children. He loves children.
0: Are, are you concerned that, uh, you know, perhaps because they're so young that they should not be here today? Maybe for the reason of culture and tradition they should not be here?
1: I think even though they would not have been here, but in their hearts, I think everyone should be here in spirit.
0: Happy and govene. Thank you very much for joining me this morning from Emma Lenny And earlier we talked to Paul Adjumani joining us from the Ivory Coast who uh, arrived here also in the very early hours of this morning, and Victoria Malozzi from Rustenburg uh, also at 4 o'clock this morning. So thank you very much to them. Just to give us an idea of uh, what we're doing here today, the body of Nelson Mandela lying in state. And uh, those three listeners, of course, uh, among thousands who are expected to be here today, yesterday around 24,000 people were busted by uh, Tswane Metro uh, Services and uh, it is expected to easily double today. Uh, Joining me here at the Nelson Mandela Amphitheater, the balcony overlooking uh, the structure that currently houses the body of Nelson Mandela, I'm joined by Minister Collins Chabane, Minister in the Presidency. Minister, good morning. Thank you very much for joining me. Good morning, sir. We spoke to some listeners this morning uh, just a short while ago who said that they had come with children. Now, is is that a concern for you?
3: Uh, We received a concern from members of the public and also the family, that uh, in terms of uh, traditions of many communities, it is not appropriate for us to expose children to to situations like this. And um, f- listening to the public ourselves, and bearing the responsibility to ensure that uh, whatever we are doing should go accordingly, we then requested communities to to avoid doing that. It's an advice which we made that they should not because. Uh, it's, it creates strain in communities in, in a situation where it's not necessary.
0: So you're saying it's advice, but children are not banned from coming. As, as we spoke to a, a lady just a short while ago, Happy Ngobeni, who joined, uh, who, who came all the way from Mlele, at four o'clock this morning, she brought her two children, uh, nine years old and, and, and a seven-year-old. Um,
3: you see, when we in a situation like this, an advice advice should be considered differently from from. Uh, from something else. So mm. when we say we advise, it, it means it means that we we really advise that you yeah. should not bring the children because they they are likely to be stopped on the way um, as you proceed through that. And and we we'll ask the communities to and members of the public to at least to bear with us in that regard.
0: So when you say children, how how old are we talking about? Yet? Is there a cutoff that you're looking at when you advise make this advisory? Obviously,
3: those who we, 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 we believe that we are talking to elderly people and they would know that uh, what would constitute an, an inappropriate uh, exposure of children to such situations. We don't want to put an age limit because then you become legal and mm. you debase those. But communities know what is regarded as a child. Uh, every community has that, has that protocol. So we depend on the protocol of communities as to why, how they should handle that. Because we, because we should remember that the our our ability to to present our former state president in a in a, in a lying state uh, situation uh, is an issue which had to be agreed upon by by the family. So the family extended the status to the South African public and everybody else to say, look, we understand your desire because we had to explain to them uh, the situation, and they said, look, we understand the situation, and therefore they agree that we should do that, but you should remember that uh, uh, there are a lot of traditional things which we should have to look at and we need to respect that part of the family also in spite of the fact that it is a state funeral and that is why at the beginning you remember at the first briefing which I made that uh, uh, there are certain protocols which are there uh, regarding s- uh, state funerals it's not the first state funeral which we have mm. uh, even after 1994 uh, there, are certain, there are certain procedures which are followed, but I said on this occasion, uh, quite a number of those issues are likely to be tempered with or altered, or new issues are likely to be in, to be introduced because of the nature of the situation we are dealing with. So I think. Communities and members of the public need to bear with
0: us. Today we're talking on the forum today about the significance of a body lying in state and Nelson Mandela, the first South African to be honored in this way. Uh, joining me also on the line, we have uh, Professor David Coplin, who's a professor of social anthropology at Wurz University. Professor Coplin, good morning. Thank you for your time. And we'll try to get him back on the line. Hello. Now. Hi, Professor Coplin. Can you yes. hear us?
2: Yes, I can. Thank you.
0: Professor Kaplan, what, what do you make of this? Uh, the minister in the presidency, Collins Chobani, is saying he's advising members of the public not to bring young children here, but uh, we spoke to South Africans early on who said it, they felt almost obliged to bring young children here because they wanted to to be part of this historic event.
2: Uh, yes, I personally, having been to a lot of funerals um, for all sorts of groups of people in the country, don't uh, see any reason why not. After all, um, when Mandela was to be inaugurated, I was there with my six-year-old daughter on my shoulders to see the great man. So, uh, you know, it's something that will impress them and make them realize that something great has, has happened and as the transition is there.
0: Professor Kaplan joining us on the line uh, at the Witz University, is a professor of sociology. Also joining me here in our studios uh, at the balcony overlooking the Nelson Mandela Amphitheater is Lieutenant Colonel Silas Manche, is that right, uh, Lieutenant Colonel? He's responsible for ceremonies and the protocol of uh, this occasion. Lieutenant Colonel, thank you very much for joining us again this morning. Thank you very much. So what, what do you make of the proceedings this far and, and about this discussion about young children being here?
4: I think uh, the Minister has already elaborated more on, on that. Uh, I think we have to respect the, what the Minister has said and what the family have said.
0: I see some of the members of the military uh, now currently making their way past the coffin. and members uh, of course who you are responsible for uh, and we see them all dressed very appropriately for the, uh, for the occasion there's a very strict way of conducting yourself when you're part of the armed
4: forces isn't there that's correct uh, remember the, the South African National Defense Force will lead by example everything that we do it's with regard to timings we are strict to the point and then we will ask the community also to adhere to those uh, instructions and uh, the order that was given also by by the minister.
0: Strict to time, but unfortunately not here on time again this morning. The body was meant to leave at 7 o'clock at the One Military Hospital. We were expecting it to take around 35 minutes, is that right, to get here? It's about 6 kilometers from uh, the One Military Hospital?
4: Yes. Uh, remember, from uh, our point of view, the route from uh, one meter hospital uh, to the Union Building its exactly seven kilos and it takes us uh, 30 to 35 minutes uh, to drive around from the following uh, routes that is for Tracker, Evers Street, Kristana de and going through Mandela uh, Street going Hamilton, Edmond Street and until to the government. So the whole route takes us for seven minutes I mean, it's 7 kilos and takes us 30 to 35 minutes.
0: Why didn't it start on time this morning? We, we didn't see the body of Nelson Mandela arrive at 25 to 8, which is what we were expecting. Uh, the body arrived closer towards 8 o'clock. It did so as well yesterday. So there, there has been some problems with time. Uh,
4: not really. That one I have to come back to you because uh, I was here with you at the building. I'll have to find out and I'll come back to you later with regard to that.
0: Well, let's let's talk a bit about, more about clothing, and I think, uh, Minister, you addressed uh, the, a press briefing yesterday talking about the choice of attire, and you heard from the Lieutenant-Colonel there's a very strict way of dressing if you're in the military, but in terms of the members of public, how do we honor the, a, a body lying in state and, and one of the character of Nelson Mandela?
3: And it's, it's not necessarily, the issue we're raising is not necessarily of the body-lying state. As you said yourself, that is the first time that it happened. Mm. So they can, we can't say there's a precedent on that. But um, people were taking from the general practice when we go to funerals, that when we go to funerals, our own funerals, there's a particular way in which we should we try to show respect. Um, different communities have got different codes. So there's no single standard one fits all. But all of them have got one thing in common, that uh, they, they are dressed in a manner which is befitting for the occasion which they are supposed to go to. And therefore, the, some of the comments which we received from the public yesterday was the fact that we we seem not to be um, at least respecting that protocol. And we, that what we are asking the communities is that at least we need to understand the views of the family and the comments which have been made up by the public so that at least we improve. And that's why we said we can't prescribe to say mm-hmm. you must wear shorts, you must wear this or you must wear this because communities differ but we know that each and every community understands what we are saying.
0: I think you've been quite sensitive in that way in, in understanding that South Africa is a melting part of different cultures as different religions and each one would specify what would be the sense of a tie at an occasion like this.
3: Yes. Um, I think as I said... Uh, Almost everybody, uh, every community have got the standard code. Uh, it's not written, but everybody knows mm-hmm. about it, cultural code. And if we can use that as a basis for us to be able to do what we're doing, I think we'll have improved a lot For in terms of giving the decorum, which is required in an occasion like
0: this. Saying that, though, you will not be pulling people out of the queue if they are inappropriately dressed.
3: Our people, we, we have got confidence. Uh, we have got absolute confidence in our people. Our people understand, they understand what we are talking about. And they, are not, they are not academic about these mm. issues. They understand them practically themselves and they are, they are going to adhere to it. We don't, there's no need for us to do that. But even if somebody is not dressed ap- appropriately, we are not going to pull people out of the queue. But it would be an embarrassment for that person himself or herself uh, for having uh, dressed even when we have called for people to, to behave in a particular way. So we have got absolute confidence on our people to 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 do what is proper.
0: Professor Kaplan, would you like to weigh in on this issue?
2: Um, Well, not really, except that, you know, South Africans um, know what to do, and they all come together, and if we go to the funeral of another group, of course, um, we are advised how to blend in with the group. So, um, as the commander says, it's, it's not at all a problem. South Africans are quite good at these things.
0: Minister, you did mention that that young children may be pulled out of the queue. Have have you made some sort of arrangement? If they are pulled out, where will they be housed or will will somebody be responsible for them while their parents or adults are walking past the body?
3: We said yesterday that we don't have childcare facilities Mm -hmm. in all the centres where we were operating. And that's why we're advising seriously that um, members of the public should at least bear with us because we have to we have to take into account various interests of communities. And so
0: what will you do then? Because, as I said, we have spoken to people who have brought very young children with them. So if they are asked to, to step out of the queue, what, what will you do? The,
3: the, 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 the bottom line the bottom line is that you should not, uh, in terms of what we have advised, you should not bring a child. And um, so what does it mean? And if you don't have child, um, child care facilities, uh, where are you going to leave that child? Uh, it, may, it may sometimes mean that yourself might not be able mm-hmm. to, to come in. Uh, because there are a lot of people who want, to, who want to come and view limited time, limited space, and we can't afford to, uh, to waste time for people who will listen to the advice and then we, we prejudice them because there are some problems. We have to sit down and discuss and debate children.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit more about respect, and I think that's what we started off by talking about the clothing and, the, and uh, young children being here. Colonel, the, the question of respect, there's, there's four arms of, of the military that are here, uh, many of them dressed, of course, in, in different uniforms and, and different salutes as well. C- could you talk about how, how the different arms of the military are paying respect to Nelson Mandela today? From the very beginning, if we can start at one military hospital, how uh, the procession left?
4: Okay, from one military hospital, you uh, tend to understand that uh, we have uh, our bearers who will place uh, the casket uh, in a house. They After the processing, uh, will depart from Union Building as on a regular basis departs at 7. And then the procession will uh, depart to Union Building at the described route that I've already mentioned. And at arrival at Union Building, then all players uh, will be automatically be present uh, in, in, in
0: different uniforms. So just uh, you yes. know, if, if people are watching this on the screen and they may not recognize immediately the different uh, you know legs of the armed forces.
4: Yeah, all arms of forces they've got their own unique uniform. The South African uh, National uh, Defence Force we've got uh, four arms of services. That is South African uh, Army. Uh, you can identify with the uniform. Uh, in terms of uh, you saw that our generals passed uh, with uh, the uniform that I'm currently wearing and now you So have
0: this, this is a, 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 a military green sort of uniform uh, with red uh, usually on the lapels is that right?
4: Yeah that is the South African uh, Army then uh, South African Navy is those uh, four sentries with a white uh, uniform as you see now on your screen those are South African uh, Navy and then you have uh, South African Air Force. This is one of the guys who were uh, uh, drilling uh, this morning, uh, doing the guard of honor uh, for the late president. And then uh, you have uh, South African uh, Military Health Services. Those are uh, in uh, Maroon, uh, address 1A.
0: And, and these were the individuals who were taking care of Madiba during his illness? And that's correct. So, just so, you know, while we do have the visuals of uh, Nelson Mandela's body and uh, the, the four members of the Navy that, that are surrounding them, they're dressed in all whites, but they're also carrying swords. Tell us, what's the significance of the swords?
4: The significance of the swords in the Navy that uh, an officer, most of the time, they are the ones responsible to carry the swords because in the military we have NCOs and we've got officers, but uh, the symbol of uh, an officer in the Navy is be identified also by, by a sword.
0: Thank you very much. So joining me in studio, Colonel Mankwe, who's the head of ceremonies here uh, at the Nelson Mandela Amphitheater as he watches over uh, the body of Nelson Mandela. Also joining me, Minister in the Presidency, Collins Chibane, and on the line I have uh, Professor David Coplin, a professor of social anthropology at Vitz University. It's 29 minutes to 9. Let's get you a news update now with Bhubakshini Chetty. And 27 minutes now to 9 Rowena Bird comes up at 9 o'clock with Morning Talk Rowena, good morning, what are you talking about?
2: Hi there Darshan, coming up on Morning Talk today We'll find out more about what made the relationship between the Mandelas, the Sisulus and the Tambos so special Those families really played a very pivotal and prominent role in the fight against about date in this country Then we'll talk to Madiba's former bodyguard And give him an opportunity to pay tribute to this legend We'll also remember how we got to have Madiba's face on our banknotes and get a sense of what made former President Nelson Mandela such a formidable leader. And lastly, we will focus on the one thing that Madiba always preached, education, education, and more education. That's the show for today, Darshan.
0: Forum at eight, we're talking about what's the significance of a body lying in state. Joining me on the line, Professor of Social Anthropology at Wits University, David Coughlin. Prof, tell us about the, the psychological effect of, of, of a body lying in state. Or, or perhaps we can just start with you know where the concept starts with before its impact on us.
2: In Europe, as you said, going back even to pre-Christian times, mm-hmm. and of course then without any means of further communication, um, the body was displayed so that people could see that one leader had passed and another is coming, the king is dead, long live the king kind of thing, so that the legitimacy of the new ruler or chief uh, would be recognized, but there was also a kind of religious aspect or sacred aspect because the, the ruler in that time and then throughout uh, more recent history was a kind of a divine figure, or in some ways um, embodied the spirit of the state, as we would call it now, and um, people felt this is the embodiment uh, of their uh, nation in the sense of lying in state, in the embrace of the state, so to speak. Here is this person who represents Mm. continuity. Um, A ruler has died, another ruler will come, Um, but the body uh, of the people, the state, will, of course, uh, go on. So it was a time to to respect that and to mark a transition. In uh, more modern times, of course, it's about paying respects um, to uh, important leaders. Um, Not every um, country really likes to do it so much. In South Africa, this is the first time. Um, Previous um, state presidents, of course, were not given this, I think, because the Calvinist Christian orientation, uh, the previous society and, and government felt this was a little bit maybe too much like a breath of royalty or something, and uh, the states, United States, uh, something of a similar thing in that um, I think the first president to lie in state was Lincoln after his assassination in 1865, and also there have been many prominent Americans who have uh, lain in state who were not presidents, and there have been many presidents who did not uh, lie in state. Um, Perhaps with the Americans, there's a a breath of tragedy about it in that um, John F. Kennedy, of course, and as I said, Lincoln, um, lay in state after um, they were tragically murdered and so on. So uh, there is a bit of that. But, you know, the very strong sort of democratic orientation there may be less impetus um, to have the idea of the sort of sacred leader uh, lying amongst the people, reminding people that, you know, God is... With us, and he brings leaders and takes them away.
0: Colonel, we've seen members of the armed forces walking through and saluting the body of Nelson Mandela. Why do they do so, and are there different salutes depending on which branch you're from?
4: Uh, absolutely, no. It's, the salute is the same for all four arms of service. It's uh, if you salute, uh, you, you salute for a higher-ranking uh, senior member, of which uh, the late president was a commander in chief, our first commander in chief and then uh, it's it's a protocol, and that the, you salute the senior members as uh, the late uh, former president
0: and, and is it only for the military to salute, or you know can members of the public do so, or is it is it considered a, a bit dishonorable if, if we were to do it
4: and now remember in the military there is protocol and there's policy, so we've been trained to do such kind of a thing, so I'll advise for us as members of the public, we salute as SNDF members
0: mm. and Have you had a chance
4: to walk through? I'll have my chance today
0: You will And uh, c- could you perhaps talk about the members that have walked through? I've, I've seen members of the public walking through and wiping their faces wiping tears away and for members of the military I mean, is it is it okay for them to show that emotion once they've walked through?
4: I think members of the SNDF they're also human Yeah If they feel uh, that uh, they can't take it obviously they will, they will do as such Lieutenant Colonel, I know you have to go,
0: so thank you very much for obliging and, and joining us this morning. We do appreciate your time. Lieutenant Colonel Silas Mankwe, appreciate your time. Of course, he's responsible for ceremonies, is that right? Thank you. Thank you very much. And still joining me, though, is uh, Minister in the Presidency, Collins Chibane. Minister, ha- have you had a chance to uh, to see the body and, and walk through the marquee? Yes. And, and could you talk about that experience?
3: For me, um, I... I had the privilege, uh, like uh, many leaders of the ANC, to have worked with uh, former President uh, Nelson Mandela since 1990 when he was released from prison. I served with him in the National Executive Committee of the ANC until he, he retired. Um, and I served with him in Parliament when I was in Parliament. Um, so for me, we we had a lot of interaction at the political level. I never had a personal relationship with, but for me it was a political relationship within the context of the ANC. And seeing him lying there um, um, is one of the fallen soldiers, uh, like Chrisani, like Oliver Tambo, like many comrades who lost their lives. Uh, there are those who lost their lives I was acquainted to who were never found. We never know where they ended. Um, and to see one of us here. Yeah, uh, for me, it was uh, it was quite important, and and, and lastly, that uh, uh, having been given the responsibility by cabinet to to coordinate and chair the the interministerial committee which deals with state and official funerals, I had to recognise that I bear an enormous task uh, to arrange this type of thing because in the past we we had. Funerals, uh, official funerals, but this was quite of a different kind. And so, seeing him lying there, and and I just wish that uh, South Africa should understand what he meant, so not only to us and to the world. Y-
0: yesterday, when I when I spoke to the ANC spokesperson Jackson Mtembo an ANC NEC member as well, he said that he hadn't had a chance yet to mourn. He hadn't had a chance to grieve because. There's so much work that needs to be done, not just for himself but for the nation to be able to, to go through the process of grieving and, and to mourn. Uh, have you had a chance to, to, to mourn the loss of Nelson Mandela? You see, the, especially
3: if you're intimately involved in in what's supposed to be done, your mind is focused at what can go wrong, what is the next step, because every minute, every day is different from the past. one. So you don't draw real experience of what you did yesterday um, and the speed at which things need to be done is quite incredible mm. um, and to try and get consensus almost on the various role players on each and every step you, you discuss um, it, it is, so you, 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 don't, you focus there and you can't divert your attention to any other thing because cool. otherwise you are likely to miss a step
0: are, are you forcing yourself to be not distracted by your emotions?
3: No, no, I'm not forcing myself. You see, when you concentrate, if you put a mind for a concentration, the events themselves keep you going. Mm. They keep you going. Because we spent we spend a number of people, uh, both in the defense force, in the police, in the intelligence, uh, politicians, administrators, DGs, and chief directors, and people in operations. Uh, we spend sleepless nights since, since, uh, since it was announced. Uh, some of them woke up that day, from that day I think they might have had 2-3 hours of sleep every day uh,
0: as we proceed and you see all these men and women in that state and it's quite incredible. Professor Kaplan, what, what do you make of the psychological impact of a body lying in state and of these events today?
2: Well, whenever uh, we go to see um, someone we've known well and you see them there you know, as they are prepared for the burial. I think we we think back on ourselves. There's a bit of maybe mourning for ourselves and the passing of our own life um, that so-and-so is gone. And, of course, this is uh, the sign that we ourselves are going to go. But uh, with a, a great leader like this, it makes us think also of the whole life of the country uh, in the late 20th century and everything that happened and a time to kind of reminisce and remember and uh, to mock things. So uh, I think m- maybe in this case, as um, uh, Secretary General Gwede Mantashi said, uh, it's it's also a time to celebrate all that was achieved. Uh, Mandela lived for a grand 95 years, which is a fabulous thing to have had. And um, as, you know, South Africans, we've all been also kind of dancing and singing to remember um, what was achieved, and not only by Madiba, but of course by all of us.
0: This process today of a body lying in state, is is it also meant to be, uh, in a sense, uh, a sense of closure is supposed to come from it, a cathartic moment?
2: Well, of course it would be because um, Madiba was ill for you know quite a long time and there was a lot of tension and uncertainty about it and people said, why we don't have more information and this and that. And he was in hospital and then he was at home and so on, so it was always kind of there maybe hovering like some sort of a bad angel, and then uh, finally now we do sort of realize that uh, his soul has flown, so we can feel um, in some ways perhaps a, a release from that long month of tension.
0: Do you think that South Africans needed to see the body of Nelson Mandela? Because as uh, the minister has said already, they decided to have uh, an open viewing of the body.
2: Well, needed. the decision was taken. I think that people have really responded. Look at all of these thousands of people mm. coming such a distance. In order to just to, to file by for a second or two perhaps, um, but to share things with other people. So I think they got that right. Um, people wanted to connect um, for the last time uh, because at least he, he can be seen. So, so it's, um, it's a good thing and it's a great day.
0: Well, it's a, it's a difficult job for the minister because he has to blend not only the, the, the state requirements of having uh, the president's body lying in state, but also the traditional values of individuals. We, we saw mainly men arriving early this morning with the body uh, of Nelson Mandela.
2: Well, I mean, all that's fine. I think um, no, they've done very well, um, as we usually do with things of this kind. We, we welcomed what uh, the leaders of half the countries in the world to come to the memorial service. And everything went off fine. Uh, And we are good at uh, hosting these big events, it appears. So um, I would say we've been very much up to the task. Everything has gone very well. And I congratulate not only the minister, but everyone else involved.
0: Minister, how much preparation went into today? Um, Let me say the
3: the committee responsible is a committee of ministers and uh, supported by a structure which is led by director-generals and uh, other officials, um, and other senior officials from the army and the police. Um, we we meet every day to to look at the next day, what are the lessons of today, mm-hmm. what is it that we need to correct, what is, it, what is it that we need to rectify. But as I said, that each, each and every co- occasion is different from the other. It has got three faces, or we have got three faces in this place. The first one was to organize the memorial service. The second one was to organize the, the lying state, and the third one is to organize a funeral. All these things are taking place in different places, different circumstances, different atmosphere, different constituencies, uh, different logistical arrangements which is required. But with this at least we have got three days, the lessons of yesterday, in the morning when we started there was a bit of hiccup, you could have seen the lines were going this way and this way because there was a change of plan almost at the last minute. But we quickly adjusted and managed to get people through, and today I think it will be as smooth as possible. So every day we, we sit there, our operations room is just opposite there, so we sit there and look at the problems, uh, get communication from the tug and ride centers, uh, helicopters relay information to us, to say, look, this is why this is a problem, or there's a blockage here and there. And, and, and as a result, we are able to make on the spot corrections. Uh, or improvement on mm. the situation.
0: This is the first time that uh, South Africa has had a body lying in state at this venue. Did, did we need any outside assistance, or was this a purely South African-controlled and a, and a department of, and a ministry-controlled uh, say, event? For me, um,
3: with my experience in government, South Africa has got all the capacity required. We might lack skills here and there, so and so on, so, but. In general, we've got all the capacity we need in the various phases, in government, in the private sector, everywhere else. It's just that we have not been able to tap, we have not found the formula to tap on it properly. With regard to this, we've we never required any consultation with anybody, we never asked anybody anything. We sat down, we planned, we shared ideas, um, and, uh, and yes, we pulled it off. And, uh, but we still have a long way to go, we're not finished yet, we still have some few days to go. Uh, we are going to finalize it. When, by the time when we said would, would say we are done is when the statue is elected on Monday or is unveiled on Monday. So therefore we still have a, a long way to go. We can't beat ourselves in the chest. We are not The task is not finished yet. Anything can go wrong any time. As we proceed, we need to stay focused without us having to say, look, we have achieved. But to your question, correctly, yes, we have never, we didn't ask for any, any assistance from anybody. Uh, from time to time, I will talk to my colleagues uh, where they... Where they had uh, state funerals in Ethiopia, in Zambia, in Tanzania, but just to just to say to them, but it was quite clear for me that uh, we are in a different league. This is in a different league. They have, mm. Even themselves, they say, we 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 don't know what we we'll do under such circumstances in such a short space of time, and therefore we 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 had to improvise ourselves and everything. It was trial and error, but we made sure that at least the the margin of uh, disaster should be. Should be minimal. Should be minimal at all costs. And thank you for our people and the international community we came uh, here. And uh, I met quite a number of heads of states uh, who were here. And they said to me, look, um, I mean, I, I received the the president of Afghanistan uh, very early in the early hours of the morning. Um, we had a chat, and he says, look, when I got the news, I said I'm going. I'm canceling everything. I'm going there. Asked him why. Um, and this explanation was consistent with the explanation of other Heads of States which mm-hmm. I realized. And they said to, to us, look, we are facing something which no nation has ever faced. We we had the number of Heads of States which the United Nations itself, which meets on a regular basis, have never had. Uh, you have never found this number of United Nations, mm-hmm. Heads of States in the United Nations. So there is no country which ever had the opportunity to host such a large number of uh, of Heads of States with." Uh, would require such a security detail, and former heads of state. I mean, if America says our president is coming and three former presidents are there, uh, they are very particular on security detail. It's a lot of it's a lot of confidence on South Africa that we can be able to do it, and and I think. We have managed that they returned home safely, and I would like to congratulate the South African people. It's because of them that we have been there.
0: Well, President Barack Obama during the memorial at F&B Stadium said uh, Nelson Mandela made him want to be a better man, and still makes him want to be a better man. <coughs> uh, Professor Kaplan, I'm wondering how important it is for, for us to have an event like this when 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 you look at the, the wide variety of South Africans that are attending we, we talk about nation building and you can see South Africans in the queue South Africans even not here are on their buses, in, in cars all talking to one another in shops when they walk in the conversation is around Madiba it, uh, the, the impact of, of this great man's death is going to have a lasting legacy on us but, but is it going to also bring us to more together, perhaps reconcile us even greater.
2: Well, it's certainly having that effect, and um, this isn't the only event, of course, which uh, has done that. We had the World Cup phenomenon, uh, where we really all came together. When these great things happen, we do uh, come together, which is good. I don't know whether this will be the last one for quite a long time, (laughs) because uh, something like this doesn't happen twice. Um, But, you know... um, when Mandela himself wore his number 6 jersey at the Rugby Cup 95 and all these kinds of things, he seems to have this quality of not only bringing together but of lifting all of us, even when he's no longer among us. So uh, I don't think we'll see the like of this event again.
0: What else do you think we gain? If, If it is reconciliation in part, what else do we gain from this event?
2: Well, I don't know. Reconciliation is becoming an old phrase now. Um, mm. We all have to pull together to make South Africa what uh, Mandela envisioned that it should be. Um, so I, th- you know, I sent an email to uh, someone from uh, Palestine who you know, sent uh, regrets, and I said, well, yes, but it's up to us now. And I think maybe there's a sense of that around the country. It's, it's, he has gone, and it's up to us now.
0: Minister Giovanni, would would you like to weigh in on this uh, on the aspect of reconciliation?
3: Yes, uh, um, let let me finalise just one small point. Um, the this task could not be ex- 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 accomplished without without the cooperation and the support of the family. Um, and as I said at the beginning, that the three institutions which are responsible for this is the family, the ANC and the government. And we've been working quite closely uh, at all times. We didn't manage this ourselves as government, you know, we don't run rallies, we, we have got no marshals, we don't understand that field of work. It's only understood by the ANC and they played a very critical role for us to be able to manage uh, all these uh, masses all over the country to, to manage the grief. Um, but in, at the helm is the president, because he had to get briefings, the one who says look, this must be done, this can be done, this must be done. As a, Both as a commander-in-chief and also as the head of the ANC and also as a head of government. So we will have from time to time to brief into uh, and then it discuss with officials or senior officials of the ANC and the family as to what needs to be done. Now then, we, we think South Africans are too great. Sometimes we underestimate the capacity we have. We, we are convinced that we will pull out of, the, of this situation. We'll uh, proceed, um, uh, we'll have some hiccups here and there but we are going to find our way in the in the darkness, and we are going to to get to light somewhere, um, in a very short space of time, we we are we are all injured internally, uh, we are psych- all psychologically battered, but at the same time, we have got this uh, this uh, this joy uh, that we have been able to be where we are because of the leadership like. Uh, there's a Mandela lying there, and we think, and there's a commitment in many people that we think we should, should be able to carry on what they started. How, the is the,
0: how is the president holding up? It?
3: It, for for him, it, like like uh, colleagues, like uh, like, like his, uh, Comrades, like Andrew Mlangeni and others who who lived in this generation, mm. who saw all these things, who, who saw all this, who worked intimately with all these leaders. It's quite it's quite taking its toll, but there's no way in which as a commander-in-chief of the armed forces of South Africa we're responsible for this and as a head of state and a head of the ANC he's um, is quite, is quite capable to give us the leadership which we require at this point in time and that is for us that, that has been key because if we didn't have that support and that guidance um, things could easily go wrong or fall apart he um, was quite insistent that we need to respect the wishes of the family um, we can't um, why? As well as Mandela belonged to the nation, belonged to the state, but he's still a human being, he still has a family who took care of him, uh, the family he lived with, and therefore their views need to be seriously considered. And we, I think we have been able to manage. In most cases, we'll hit a hinge amongst ourselves what do we do about this? The rule says this, and then we'll go to him and say, say Look, we can't, we need to focus on one thing. Make sure that what we arrive at at the end is what uh, would be befitting. For a person like Nelson Mandela, uh, our people should be able to identify with that, and we're trying that to our best to arrive at that conclusion.
0: Cool. As we're speaking, there's currently the changing of the guard that's happening. There's white uniformed Navy officers currently relieving the previous shift. They'll do so every hour, so the queues have now stopped. People aren't able to walk through to see the body of Nelson Mandela for the next few minutes uh, as the changing of the guard does take place. Uh, now relieving the uh, guards who've been there for the past hour and a new set of four guards from the Navy in their white uniforms uh, are currently in place, and the queues can now resume. But uh, on the queues, it's been said that the last time South Africa saw queues like this was back in 1994 during elections. Professor Copeland, clearly this this must resonate with us, and and I'm sure we're feeling something from this, aren't we?
2: Well, yes, of course, this is, you know, uh, the final end of uh, the story of his life, so we want to make the most out of it, which I really believe we have done. And, um, you know, it's, it's true. It reminds you of those long queues that actually at the time, '94, they if you had a young child, you could go to the head of the queue to vote, but none of us uh, in Claremont, Cape Town did that. We all wanted to stand in the queue. You know, it was part of it, to wait a couple of hours or many hours to to vote, that was part of it, and to exchange with our neighbors and to have a laugh and, uh, you know, to feel that uh, happiness of the election taking place. So um, this, of course, is a much sadder thing, but the generations uh, do pass, but what has been left to us is uh, very precious, so uh, I think we're on a good footing.
0: Professor Kaplan, we we only have about three minutes left in the program, and I'd like to wrap up with our guests. I'd like to give you the opportunity first.
2: I know, well, just to say that um, I was, of course, born in America, as people can hear, and I decided to come uh, back just uh, before the election and to teach at uh, UCT. And um, it's certainly been my privilege to witness this. And uh, I, you know, thank all the South Africans for what they have done uh, for themselves and for the world. And we must remember this going forward.
0: Well, we're a warm, embracing nation, uh, as you know, Professor Copland. So thank you very much for joining us. David Copland, Professor of Anthropology at Wits University. Uh, and just finally, Minister, preparations now underway for the funeral at UNU. If you can just elaborate on those.
3: No, firstly, that uh, uh, today we acquired a large number of uh, people belonging to the preparatory Committee, both on the ANC side and from government, They are moving down to the Eastern Cape. Uh, here we think the situation is stabilised, we think the team which will remain here will be able to manage the situation, uh, the, there is a skeletal team which will remain until Saturday which will manage the issues as they remain here but a large number of people are going to move down to the Eastern Cape. We want to try and ensure that people of the Eastern Cape uh, uh, receive um, the necessary support uh, which we can give for, for them to be able to to grieve and mourn uh, our president. We. We think if the weather favors us, it will be better for us, but we know we are going to confront a lot of challenges, but we are confident that our people uh, are resilient. They will be able to to coordinate with us. Uh, There's an ANC leadership there. There's a government leadership there. um, And we think, uh, with the support of the family, we should be able to make it. So we will be moving to the Eastern Cape, and we we, we are saying people should come but they will understand that there are challenges which are going to face in terms of the facilities and the infrastructure which is there, and the wishes of the family. But nevertheless, let's go there, let's be around, let's send off our president.
0: Minister collins Chibani, thank you very much for joining us this past hour. It's my pleasure. It's been a great pleasure to speak with him. Uh, Minister collins Chibani, Minister, in the presidency, uh, talking to us today about the significance of a body lying in state, Well, that's where we end the forum date this morning. Thank you so much to our producers, our team here at the Union Buildings, and our team back in Johannesburg from Idash and Mudli. Have a great day, and uh, do stay tuned to SAFM as you'll be hearing more news from the Nelson Mandela Amphitheater where Nelson Mandela's body lies in state for Day 2.